Well, folks, Jay Dave's shit. Shaw Jerry Adams are ish. Augusta Sola Gomsa go will shibsha. Gumai. There was a very powerful uh, video message during the week from 12,000 Gales, Ulster Gales, appealing to fellow Gales in Munster, Leinster, and Connacht to sign and endorse a letter to Antishak Michal Martin asking the Irish government to take the lead in planning for Irish unity by establishing an all-island citizens' assembly reflecting the views of citizens north and south to achieve maximum consensus on a way forward towards an agreed, shared Ireland. And the letter states, it is the responsibility of the Irish government to ensure that the democratic rights of all citizens are respected and protected regardless of where they live on the island. The letter to Michal Martin to Antishak was an idea that first emerged in Antrim earlier this year, and since then it has spread across the nine counties of Ulster and has gathered those 12,000 signatures. In fact, I'd be fairly certain there's probably more by now. And the campaign has also gained substantial support in the other three provinces, Downs Double All-Ireland winner Ross Carr said that he had been overwhelmed by support since he started seeking people to come on board for the campaign. He said, I, pe- I asked people from all walks of life, doctors, barristers, former players, administrators, ordinary supporters, and it was incredible the amount of support for this initiative. Paul Gibbons from Monaghan GAA is one of those behind efforts in that county to secure more signatures. He told his local paper, The Northern Standard, the purpose of the letter is to highlight the growing conversation taking place and communities the length and breadth of our island about the future constitutional direction and to provide a platform for Gales throughout County Monaghan to engage in that conversation. He added, the letter articulates three main asks of the Irish government to take the lead in planning for a future border poll and start the planning for the future reunification of this island, to establish a citizens' assembly, and to protect the rights of all citizens. Now, thus far, Antishak has refused to comment on the initiative or to respond to the letter which he first received in May. But as it says in the video, there's strength in unity. Padraig Hamsey is captain of the All-Ireland Champions, Tyrone. And he's appealed to fellow Gales to join in this effort and to sign up to the letter at www.galesletter2tshock.ie So if you've got a minute, click on to Gales Letter and watch the amazing video of GAA Greats asking you for your help and support in building a better future for all our people. And well done to all involved. On a last positive note, just watching as the pandemic surges and as we go into another phase, the way that the health services north and south are struggling and failing people north and south 
Now, the Proclamation of 1916 states that the Republic guarantees equal rights and equal opportunities to all its citizens and declares its resolve to pursue the happiness and prosperity of the whole nation, cherishing all the children of the nation equally. It doesn't say except for those who have a disability. It doesn't say except for those who are sick. It doesn't say except for those who have mental health issues or who need an operation. A public health service in a developed country like this, notwithstanding that we're partitioned and that the British government continues to block our efforts to have our own self-determination, but a public health service, even in these circumstances, in a developed country, is a very, very modest right of citizens. Recent stats reveal that over 900,000 people in the South are on a hospital waiting list. At the current rate, the number will soon top 1 million. In the North, a report last month noted that 348,860 Seven people are waiting for a first consultant appointment. That's an increase of almost 40,000 since last year. Now, there are lots of reasons for these appalling stats. Mostly it's a result of underinvestment and undercapacity within the health systems and in the South by decisions taken by successive Fianna Fáil, Fine Gael and Labour and the Greens. In the past 20 years since Michal Martin was Minister of Health in 2000, there have been eight health ministers from both Fine Gael and Fianna Fáil. All have promised an end to the crisis in the health service. All have failed. When I became a TD in Louth, I learned very quickly that every winter, Our Lady of Lourdes Hospital in Drahada would come under huge pressure. And I'm a lay person, but didn't take many visits to figure out that it was a lack of resources, a lack of capacity, a lack of nurses, a lack of hospital beds. In the North, the crisis is exacerbated by the fact that the purse strings are held by London and the Tories have been held bent on privatisation for years. So here you have it, Dublin successive, Dublin governments hell-bent on creeping privatisation and London at the same game. And COVID has added to this very real crisis. One result is that patients urgently needing treatment for life-threatening illnesses such as cancer are waiting longer than advisable for appointments and treatments. The answer in the short term at this time in our history, is for much more all-Ireland cooperation, as much coordination as is practicable to make best use of all available resources. In the longer term, we need an Irish National Health Service that's free at the point of access and is funded through direct taxation in order to meet the health needs of citizens. This isn't pie in the sky. This is a realisable objective, an achievable objective. It just needs political will. That means we need a new government in Dublin, 
and we need to manage our own affairs across this island. And talking about managing our own affairs, I was delighted to see so many people coming out along the border uh, last weekend, hundreds and hundreds of people who took part in a series of protests against Brexit. Gugardias, border communities against Brexit have been very effective in raising awareness around the threat to the Good Friday Agreement, the threat to the economy of the island and especially to the border communities. And Saturday's event at Carrick Arnon, for example, Gumaleskill, Carrick Carnan, had activists dressed in custom officers' clothes and a recreation of the old customs huts that used to sit along that part of our island. But beyond the street theatrics, the message was clear and vitally important. Back off, Boris, were the two main themes, along with protect the protocol for the five protests. They were Belcou, Black Lion, Ochnacloy, Lifford Bridge, Bridge End up in Derry and Carrick Carnan. The message from all the speakers was the same. Firstly, a warning to Boris Johnson, the British Prime Minister, not to trigger Article 16. Secondly, a demand that every effort must be made by the European Union and the Irish government to defend the protocol and the Good Friday Agreement. Colin Harvey, who is a professor of human rights law at Queen's University, told the crowd, the protocol mitigates the damage that the British Brexiteers want to impose on this island. But as scandalous is the lack of discussion about the opportunities that the protocol provides for all the people of the North. Incidentally, I note that John Cale of the PUP, going against the main line from Unionist leaderships, made exactly that point. The chair of BCAB, Damien McGinty, reminded those at the protest that the majority of citizens in the North voted to remain in the European Union and that a majority of their political representatives support the protocol. He too pointed to the benefits of the protocol. Now, let's not overstate this. The protocol is the least worst option. And more evidence of this emerged in the Stats released on trade from the Central Statistics Office in Dublin, which showed that the value and the amount of trade between the North and the South has increased dramatically. In the first nine months of the year, trade North to South has increased by 60% and from South to North by 48%. In money terms, exports from the North to the South have so far increased in 2021 by £897 million sterling. Trade south to north has jumped by £706 million sterling. In addition, because the north remains open to the EU and to the British market, there have been some important new job announcements. Arda Metal Packaging announced its intention to invest $200 million and to create 170 jobs in a new beverage can plant near Belfast. Almac has also announced it's going to create 1,000 jobs over the next three years.
Meanwhile, in the British Parliament, the DUP's Ian Paisley Jr., Ian Oak, engaged in the kind of hyperbole unionist leaders seeking to frighten their supporters have used for generations. According to Ian Oak, the protocol has been used by Brussels to destroy this part of the United Kingdom by insisting on the enforcement of a protocol in a disgraceful manner. And he demanded that the Johnson government invoke Article 16 and invoke it now and stop dilly-dallying on this issue, put business out of its misery in Northern Ireland. This is the man who campaigned for Brexit, along with the rest of the leadership of the DUP. Now, this type of doomsday rhetoric has no basis in fact. On the contrary, triggering Article 16 would open up the real likelihood of a trade war between the British government and the European Union, with the North caught in the middle. According to a report in the Financial Times, many businesses here are filled with dread at the prospect of yet more disruption and uncertainty of Article 16 is triggered. BCAB is leading the way in challenging the British government, the DUP and others who have chosen to ignore the democratic vote of the people. Last week Sinn Féin hosted over 180 business representatives to discuss the economic potential at this time and the potential for greater investment and more jobs arising from Irish unity. They and we are looking to a better future, a more prosperous future. Godspeed today. And we finish off with uh, Pete Sigger and We Shall Overcome. Shine, Shimlamaj, Slan, Gufoy. We shall overcome. We shall overcome. We shall Someday, someday.
the most important verse is the one they wrote down in Montgomery, Alabama. They said, we are not afraid. And the young people taught everybody else a lesson. All the older people that had learned how to compromise and learned how to take it easy and be polite and get along and leave things as they were. The young people taught us all a lesson. We are not 